We're back to the Neil Haley Show. My guest today is Emmy Award-winning showrunner and executive producer of Coach Prime, Micah Brown. Micah, thanks for coming by. But man, you've been involved in a lot of cool projects uh, in, in in this time before we even go into Coach Prime. So you, you can kind of talk about specifically enough. I again, I ESPN Thirty for Thirty, which I absolutely love. Then you talk about one that I love, Last Chance You. Another one that I just just really really enjoyed. Is sports your thing? It seems like a lot of your projects is that. Are you a sports fan? Yeah, you know, um, sports has always been a passion of mine. I played college football at the University of Kansas, ran track as well, and so I think you know, going to film school and then kind of making the jump into a career. You know, I always look at ways to kind of mesh my passions together it's just because I want to be able to do a lot of different things that I'm interested in. And so they just seem to be a lot of synergy between the two art forms. And so it's it's been fun. And so that's kind of my bread and butter. And, you know, working with football is obviously fun for me and I have the opportunity to do that now with Coach Prime. Absolutely. And I've gotten to interview lots of sports athletes in my career on my, for my, my independent show. And what always is the stories. There's always a story in sports. There's always a, uh, you know, get out off your feet and still make it type of thing. When you got to finally meet, you know, Dion and do this show, did you learn certain things about Dion that you didn't really know in this process of working together in, in so many ways that maybe you didn't see from on the field from the years of watching him? Yeah, I think, you know, you have this preconceived notion about really any celebrity, whenever you meet them, you have this idea of who they are in their mind, and then you start to get to know them, and you start to kind of see their heart. For for Coach Prime specifically, you know, you see prime time. You see him going out. Uh, you see the flash. You see all of the things. And then you kind of start to get to know Dion a little bit, and you start to kind of like pull back the layers on that, and you see what kind of a father he is. You see his heart for the players that he has, and you start to kind of see all of the realness there. It's not the, it's the stuff when the cameras aren't rolling. It's the stuff when he pulls his kid in and tells him how much he loves him. It's when he puts the chain around his son's neck and he prays for him. It's when he puts his hand around a guy whose father's in prison and he and he and he mentors him. It's like all of that kind of stuff that the cameras don't really see all the time. And you're like, wow, that's why this person's so respected. And this why this person has gotten where he is, because, you know, he's a winner. He's a winner both on the field, off, as a coach, and now, um, you know, in life. In the first season, what do people miss? Especially they're going to tune into season two. I'm, I'm, I'm sure they can catch up with season one. You can tell us how they can do that. But what what kinds of stuff did you see that are different in season two? What's what? Did, where did season one take place and all that? Yeah, so season one was in his his trip in Jackson, you know, and so I wasn't involved in um, in the production of that show. And so it, it was kind of fun for me to be able to kind of step in and take over that great franchise and kind of look at it and go, OK, what are some things that speak more to my sensibilities? What are some things that I want to do a little bit different, you know, as a filmmaker, as a storyteller? And I think one of the big things for me was that, yes, this show is called Coach Prime, but I do think that you need to build up the characters around him. To, to really care about them so that you can understand, you know, the kind of leader that he is. 
And so one of the things that we did was look at who are our main characters going to be. And we're going to pick, you know, six guys and we're going to follow those guys and from the start to the end. And they all have a little bit different stakes and a little bit different whys. And you get to see how football, and you spoke to this, um, a great thing about sports is that football creates obstacles and conflict and it reveals your character, you know? And so when you go sports and you put trials in front of people, they will change. It will test their character. And this season definitely had a lot of uh, character testing moments. And then as you as a former football player and me as a former professional wrestler, I'd play one year of high school football, I played college basketball, but pro wrestling really is where I sink my teeth into that challenge of every day going out and performing and being able to still live life and understand life and deal with things. That adversity I dealt with as a professional wrestler is what's made me today who I am. Because I took all yeah. that same thing. I think it happened with you. So I think a lot of times when you're talking to these guys, let them really tell their story. How do you as a producer say, hey, you know what? You got to really tell your story and not let the cameras intimidate you. Yeah. You know, I mean, I say it all the time and that there's a difference between transparency and vulnerability. Transparency is when you answer the questions that people ask you, you know, it can be honest. But vulnerability is when you say, hey, I'm in it right now, and you offer up information. And I think that whenever you can get in vulnerability, then you have something really special. And so um, as a competitor, you know, I can go to Coach Prime or I can go to a player and I can say, hey, here's what um, it takes to be good for this show to be good, and this is what it takes to be great. And we're already at good. And because myself and this team are good. <laughs> so we're already there. So if they want to make it great, it's on them. And so I think when you can position something to them in that way, and this is what it's going to take, then it's so easy for people to process the why. Why am I doing things? Why am I giving you access? Why am I allowing you? Why are you asking me this? And you can kind of give them the why of like what you want to show and where you're going. I feel like there's a lot of filmmakers that try to hide where they're going. But if you tell them, hey, not in like a, I'm going to fake anything, but you say, this is why I want to know about your relationship with your dad. Because I see it this way. Do you see it this way? And sometimes you get it wrong. Sometimes you get it right. But there's no like pulling one over on somebody because it's about relationship and it's about trying to like tell a third party unbiased approach of what the story is. And sometimes it becomes like a, a therapeutic relationship between yourself and the subject. And I think that's really special. Now, without giving away the thing, do you think that Dion's going to resurrect Colorado like he resurrected Jackson, where he was able to get to the, the, the pinnacle based on work with I him? Do. I do. I do think he is going to. I think that it's one of those things where um, he's the only person who could do it the way that he's doing it and be successful. I truly believe that. And he's a winner. He has that it factor. And so I, I don't, I think that when people look at this season, they look at the record of four wins, but I don't think people really put into context how bad those other losses were for the last decade. And then consider that they could have easily had nine wins this year, very easily could have had nine wins this year. There was two games where they got just flat out beat down. You know, the other ones, they were right in it. Is a couple plays away. And you know how it is. The sports is like, it's a couple plays away, you know? And so oh. that's a couple 
guys away. That's a couple, you know, they're probably coach said at the beginning of the year, there's six, seven, eight guys away from being really there. But when you got a quarterback like Shador and you got a, the best athlete that I've ever seen play college football, Travis Hunter, I mean, you got a chance. You got a big chance. And we got a whole Hall of Fame first ballot guy as your coach. You're not going to stop getting top recruits. You're not going to stop getting that stuff. So you still got to perform. You still got to come together. But um, he's shown that you can do it a different way. Do you see differences in like the, the how these players when they started with Coach Prime till the end when you filmed how they matured from his yeah. mentorship? Yeah, you do. You start to see, and it, and it's less about um, maturing because some people are they come in and they're already that guy. And so I think that's the kind of thing that you that you have to learn is that there's some people that you have to pull up to the standard and then there's some people that can never meet the standard. And then there's some people that already know what the standard is. They're trying to get the guys that already know what the standard is. You know, that's why they're going to the transfer portal. And that's, but, you know, not everybody can handle the glitz and the glamour. And there's some people that fall to the wayside. And you'll definitely see that in this show. You know, as the people that couldn't make it, the people that couldn't handle the prime effect, the people that couldn't handle, you know, the fame, the glitz and the glamour and all that stuff. And so I think that's one of the things that's really compelling about this. Absolutely. Where do you see this? Like, will you do another season? How's this go after the second season's over? How does this this work with Coach Prime's show? Because you said you weren't the executive producer for season one. Yeah, so I'm signed on for uh, if there is another season. Uh, which things are kind of trending in that way. Uh, if there is another season, then I'll be the showrunner of that season. You know, so I'm excited about that. Exactly. So what? So what's the, so like? What's the difference between an executive producer and a showrunner? I interviewed some a showrunner uh, working with Peacock one time, and I didn't even understand showrunner. Define that really quickly for our. Yeah, our so, I mean, but it's like the the tag showrunner is like uh, it's um, there can be a lot of different executive producers, but there's one person in charge. And so you never see like showrunner in the credits, but showrunner is just the TV version of like director or like who's the creative person that's actually running the show. Cause executive producers like Michael Strickland's my boss, he owns the production company, you know, Con- Constance Schwartz uh, Maroney is my boss, you know, Anthony Smith, my boss, you know, at smack, you know, they're all running that, but I'm the one who's boots on the ground running this show. So they may be involved with like 10 different shows that their production company is doing it, but I'm the one who's running the show. Well, I'm going to put, uh, put something in the hat based on this. I saw you worked with WWE before. If again, Al Snow and uh, the wrestlers that was on Netflix, I really think that if they don't pick it up, there should be a second season of OVW. I'm, they just got financial funding. I don't know what's happening. I'm going to put my, hand in that back because i'm a big fan of pro wrestling and i'm gonna go back in the ring by the way i'll announce this first on with you mike i've said it before but i'm training maybe to go back in the ring at 50 at 51 i'll be 51 in january so i w- was wrestled with the rock before rock wars knee pads so who knows maybe there's a documentary for me someday once i get to this level maybe i can make a comeback in wrestling to the pinnacle top where i couldn't make it when i was in my 30s never know oh, maybe you know why not why not? Yeah, you have to. I did a um, show called WWE Evil for Peacock. You'll have to go watch that. It was pretty fun. It was kind of about the, uh, you know, the psychology beca- behind professional wrestling, some of the wrestling's biggest 
uh, villains. So I'm watching. Probably... I'm watching it, and I'll let you know my feedback because again, I love being a heel. The bad guy is yeah. the greatest thing in the world. So I work as a baby face or heel. It depends on what towns. But, you know, without television, but when we had TV, it was crazy. We couldn't even go to grocery stores and they'd hate us. Literally times yeah. we would try to get out of the place. And we, we would basically, when I turned heel on Colorado Kid, and this is a shout out for people who are old school pro wrestling fans. He ended up working for uh, Burt Prentice. I mean, for Gary Lawler, but Burt ran a territory right near where Lawler's territory was. I turned on him and literally there were people just going, wanting to kill me. That's the way you are as a heel when you have television. But when you don't have television, you really have to tell a story to that being a villain. But it's the best thing. It's the best thing to be hated in wrestling. I don't know. Sure. I mean, I guess I, I, you know, doing a movie would be the same thing to be the villain. I guess that's why they love being villains, right? Because you can be a character that you wish you could be in life and you can't. So, so in that context, then Coach Prime, babyface or heel? Babyface. He's a baby face to his players, but he's a heel to all the other teams. Okay. What do you think of that? We heard it first. You heard it. Okay. There. All right. We appreciate it. All right. Well, thanks, man, Micah. It's the best place. It's, it's available. Season two is available on Prime Video. How's that work for people to go ahead and watch it? Yeah, you can go watch right now. Prime Video. It has the first two episodes out. The the third episode is coming out on Thursday, which is tomorrow. Uh, yeah, so it'll be out. So the the first two episodes, the first episode is preseason. The second episode has the TCU game. The third episode that's coming up, which you're not going to want to miss because it's my favorite episode, is Nebraska, Colorado State. And there's some really powerful stuff in that. All right. We appreciate it, Micah. And pe people can follow you on social media as well. Where can yeah. they follow you? Yep. At Micah Brown Film. You can follow me on Instagram uh, or on Twitter. Um, you might see some Foo Fighters posts. You might see some stuff with my kids. Super interesting follow. Sure. All right. Appreciate it. Thanks again. Appreciate it, Micah. All right. You're listening yep. to watching the Haley Show, and we'll be back in just a moment. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.